divine lightning. Inspirational. Inspirational. Powerfully refining. Powerfully refining. And unapologetically controversial. Conversations with the Royal Impress. The entire world knows the secret of who you are. Now is the time to step into your queendom and become the Royal Empress that you're meant to be. One woman at a time. Conversations with the Royal Empress. Now Akiva, she's the analytical Empress. Akima, she's the Empress that will challenge you. Now, straighten up your crown and be elevated through conversation. Conversation with the Royal Empress. Welcome to another episode of Conversations with the Royal Empress. This is Akila, and joining me is my co-host, Hakima, and today we have our guest co-host, Miss Keisha, co-founder of the Hip Hop Detox. Welcome, Keisha. Peace, everybody. And Keisha, okay. want to tell us a little bit about Hip Hop Detox? Uh, well, Hip Hop Detox is a public health organization, and uh, we work with youth and young adults between the ages of 13. Well, actually, we just lowered it between the ages of 9 and 24. And we do social emotional learning, character development. Uh, we have four components that include within those uh, things, which would be um, conflict resolution, entrepreneurship, cultural arts, and I always forget one, and I don't know why. But those are different components that we cover and that we touch on. And we have all males, um, all male program, all female program, and then we do co-ed programs as well. Thank you. So today we are talking about the sacrifice of the mother. It's Mother's Day and we want to talk about moms today and what is it, what does it really mean to be a mother? What is motherhood? And just to put this disclaimer out there, we are not excluding fathers. <laughs> we know the importance of the father's role in the family, but this day is in is to honor the mother. And so because it's Mother's Day and Mother's Day weekend, week, and we're honoring our mothers, we're going to talk about motherhood and the sacrifices that mothers make. And I guess we can get this party started. Right. <laughs> but you know, I was thinking about the different when we think of mother that I don't always think about biological mothers because there are so many women that play the role of mother that you don't have to actually give birth to be a mother. Aunts are mothers to their nieces and nephews. People in the community can take on the role of mothers, adoptive mothers. It's just so grandmothers, stepmothers. <laughs> All of these women who, who play mothering roles, even in our communities, we have, when we say Baba and Mama, mm -hmm. 
those are kind of, to me, certain things from an ancestral standpoint and just from a historical standpoint that we look to elders as the mothers and fathers in our communities as well. So all of those play a role, in my opinion, in terms of mothering um, children. And people make sacrifices, even the ones who don't give birth to children, still make sacrifices for children. Because I just think it's just kind of a, a natural, innate thing. I agree. Uh, we've gotten away from the important role of mother in our community. Um, in our community, you named it. Our aunties was like mothers to us. Our, our grandmothers are like mothers. That's big mama right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, 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 and the grandmother, just because it was your grandmother didn't mean it wasn't my grandmother too. You know, it was... Big Mama was Big Mama to everybody in the neighborhood. So if them, Big Mama said, don't do that, it wasn't no, you ain't my mama and you ain't, it wasn't none of that. It was yes, ma'am, because we knew Big Mama cared about us. We didn't like it. We went <laughs> off stumping, but we appreciated because we knew if we went hungry, Big Mama had us. If we didn't have no shoes, Big Mama had us. So we've gotten away from the sense of community. And since we've gotten away from the sense of community, the value of mother has been lost as well yeah i think so um i think what happens is um in the communities where there's no common unity we don't um share always share the same morals and values as our neighbor may uh sometimes in the communities that we're living in right now uh so some people may think or have their own way of thinking uh, their own set of values and morals. And if it's not in alignment, then that can also cause conflict, you know, with that uh, aspect of um, everybody's a mother in that community to those those children in that village. That was interesting that, that, you, that you mentioned being in alignment um, with community and how people have gotten away from that. You know, when when the, the when the, the role of mother and father is understood and they both understand that God is the head, then there's man, then there's woman, and there's child, understand that mother is the first teacher. When community is the focus, what you're supposed to do is align your ideolo- ideology with that of community. And we've separated ourselves from community. We've separated ourselves from the wants and needs of our community. And, and that's the reason why our community is up and upward like it is right now. And this is the reason why we have organizations like yours, Hip Hop Detox, to come in and fill the void of what mother, what the lack of mothering has done in our community. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, when we do our, our groups, you know, um, that's definitely something that I've mentioned to, to my girls. I call them my girls. Every group of girls, they're all my girls. <laughs> and um, That's right, big mama. <laughs> <laughs> and I always tell them, I say, you know, I cannot replace your mother. But sometimes I have something that I can give that maybe your mom doesn't have to give right now for whatever the reason. And the same thing applies to my daughter as well. You know, when she's a part of different programs and, you know, with other women, they have an opportunity to pour into my daughter and draw out of my daughter as well. So, yeah. And I think we need to do more of that. I was telling uh, Keisha about when you were over my house that time when I was trying to explain something to 
my son and he just wasn't getting it. And then you intervened and told him why. And he looked at me and said, well, why didn't you just say it like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. And, but the reality is, is that sometimes we are, we have to realize that we have something that we can offer as mothers to other children. And when we are in alignment, then we know you knew automatically, okay, he's not getting this. I'm a, but it was the mother in you that came out and said, let me, let, okay, my sister don't have this. Let me get her back. And let me explain to him why this is necessary. And so we have to be willing to do that. But I think sometimes we've gotten into this state of, you can't say nothing to my child. Mm -hmm. Don't talk to my child. Don't do this. And we're not talking about discipline right. in the sense of corporal punishment or anything right. like that. Exactly. But being able to aid each other in this, in, this, in this journey of mothering is huge. And sometimes even you have to sacrifice your ego sometimes as a mother too. Mm. <laughs> and that's because you want to be the only authority. And you don't want somebody else to give something to your child because you think somehow that lessens you. And it doesn't. Absolutely not. And it doesn't. That's the thing, even like with blended families nowadays. You know, the mother doesn't really want the stepmother to say anything. Oh, this is my child. She can't say anything. But what if she has something good mm. to give to that child? What if she has something nurturing, a sense of something that that child needs, that that child is lacking, then allow her to mother. And she may uh, create a scenario where that daughter or son, for that matter, can share, you know, something that they may not feel so comfortable sharing with the biological parent. And it may be something that's very critical that needs to be shared so that they can learn and they can grow from it, but they may be afraid of how the biological parent may actually respond to that. So absolutely, you know, you have to always um, be able to put your ego to the side so that, you know, your child can benefit from someone else's wisdom as well. Yeah. And I do think it's, it's, it's total ego when we feel like we're the only source that has something to offer to our children. And sometimes there are people who make ultimate sacrifices. And I'll go here with adoptions because I work with a lot of people who adopt children, you know, in the adoption field. And sometimes when mothers give their children up, it's a sacrifice. Mm. That's the ultimate sacrifice. Mm. And we're not talking about people who don't necessarily want their children. Right. But I will sacrifice to give my child better mm -hmm. than what I can offer to my child. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. Even, even in situations where it's a guardianship case, you know that you don't have your stuff together, but somebody can step in and give to that child something that you cannot give, or you have to just know your limitations sometimes. And I don't think it makes you a bad mother. Because it's really a sacrifice. Because you could just be Very selfish. Self I was going to say it's real selfless. <laughs> it really is. Yes, very selfless to uh, look at the, the needs of that child 
uh, versus your own personal emotional needs at that particular point in time and just look beyond that. That's really, that's really, uh, that's a big deal. Mm, really is. And people do, because sometimes we look at children as property. Mm. Mm. And, Objects, huh? Mm-hmm. And ownership. And, and, and don't get me wrong. They are our responsibilities. I don't want it to come across in that manner, but they, but they deserve things. And they deserve things that if you know that you're incapable of giving them, then be a mother in that time too. Because I, I think that that's, I mean, mothers make sacrifices all the time for the betterment of their children. When you um, mentioned the word property, uh, I heard someone very wise once say, it's all about how you view your child. Do you view your child as an asset or a liability? Mm. Because uh, in viewing your child as a liability or an asset, it has a lot to do with how you um, interact with them and what you give to them. Um, if they're always looking like a liability, okay, you got to get out of my house. It's time for you to go. You grown now. Oh, you got to do this. You got to do that. I, I don't, you know, I'm done parenting. It's almost like, you know, you, you're, you're perceiving them as being liabilities. But when you make that sacrifice, you want to pour into them and you know that they're an asset to you because they're someone that you were um, blessed with the stewardship of to pour into and help to draw out of who they really are. You know, and so that they can be of benefit to, you know, um, our communities and societies. Yes. So, yeah. Wow. I guess as, as, as mothers, a, a lack of wisdom, not really viewing mother or self as co-creator of God. Shoot. We don't look at our children as this is my contribution to the universe. We don't mm -hmm. look at our children in that sense. So if we did, if we did look at our children in that sense, we would probably do right. We would probably do better by them. Mm -hmm. For one thing, I think that what we owe our children is truth. There's so mm -hmm. many people who walk around here with the lack of truth, the lack of knowledge, and when they do find that out, some end up, end up severing their relationship or straining their relationship with mother for the lack of truth, and I think it's very important. What we don't sacrifice as mother is truth. That's something we should never sacrifice. And so often we do. We have children who grow up and not who've been told who their father is, and that's not the that's not their real father. That's not the right father. So I mean, and not just that, or who their siblings are. You know, right. you thinking it's your cousin and it's your sibling. You know, it's so much that the I mean, it's so it's so much as far as the black family that we don't tell, or like your grandparents, you think is your parents, but that's really. Your grandparents, you know, that's really like, oh, my God, I didn't know. Or that your grandparents is not really your biological grandparents. They're adopted grandparents. So it's like it's so much that we don't really, uh, we have from our children feeling that they're, don't, they're not ready for the truth. And, yeah, it, it is a time for a child to be ready for truth. But at the same time, that child deserves truth. So as mothers of all the sacrifices that we make, we should never sacrifice truth. Yeah, I can, I can, I can understand that, but I also believe that yeah, there is a a, a time and place for certain aspects of the truth, depending on what right. you're talking about. Now, the right. truth, who you are, and knowledge yourself, that that should be from the from the cradle. Mm, teach. So, 
Right. That's 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 what. That, matter of fact, before you even get here, you start talking to your wound <laughs> <laughs> and teaching mm-hmm. who you are before you even get here. Absolutely. So and that's how to give birth to a god. Go ahead and drop that knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that that requires the reading to the children and all of that when they the get right environment. Right environment, right emotions, yeah. right emotions. Those are things that we give the right foods. Mm. We have to give all of that. But now there are some things that children are not mentally ready for. And sometimes you can expose them to things that can psychologically have yeah. an impact on them that, that is not necessarily what you want to do. So we do have to approach certain situations. Correct. Yeah, it, it, it has to be done in a certain certain manner. So we so we owe them the truth, but we also owe them the truth when they're ready and in a way that maintains psychological balance for them, that doesn't send them over the edge because you can't. So so you saying at two years old I shouldn't be saying, That ain't your damn daddy. No, you <laughs> shouldn't. <laughs> You know how you be at a grocery store, you like, why are they talking to a child like that? You like you want to intervene and say, sis, sis, let me holler at you for a minute. Sis, that ain't the right way. But you know she's gonna be like, You ain't my damn mama. You know how we are. Right. But right. so it's like I'm so glad you stressed that because yeah, truth is important, but truth out of season. I mean, you gotta make sure that the person is right. Cause a two year old two year old at the time to talk about certain things what maybe 16 is or 14 is. Right. So, I mean, you're right. It, it, it's a case-by-case case, uh, scenario, but you don't want to wait until the, the child of 25 and come to you, wait a minute, I just found out, or wait till you're on your deathbed or the auntie on the deathbed and say, look, let me tell you something. Uh, you <laughs> might not, your mama didn't want you to know, but I'm going to tell you, see, now the child is going It happens. It happens, and that can strain relationships, but but we also make tremendous sacrifices for our children mm-hmm. because we are mothers. And I and I, I don't I don't even want to preface that. I'm just going to say mothers. Mothers want what's best for their children, mm. and we do. We pour into them. We make sacrifices. We go without just so that they can have what it is we feel like they need to succeed in this world. And I mean, there's nothing you, there's, there's not a price you can put on. Oh, absolutely not. You know, in thinking about sacrifice as a mother, and I had to just kind of, I'm just kind of thinking about myself, you know, (laughs) to me, although I know it's the right thing to do um, and it's the healthiest thing to do, but nursing is a form of sacrifice too because you're giving of yourself even after you share the space with that baby. You took my my breastfeeding. Absolutely. (laughs) Woo, teach on that. (laughs) Because, you know, some people, they don't want to take the time to, huh? They don't want to take the time to <laughs> go through the pain of latching on. They don't want to Ooh. go through that process. But it's a sacrifice for a greater good. 
you know, and it's not permanent, so to speak, uh, from the perspective of you're going to be doing this forever. However, for that period of time, that's a small sacrifice for a great benefit. And a lot of people don't perceive it that way, you know, and some people, they kind of, they, they don't, they don't get it. They, they just, you know, they look beyond that and say, no, we're just going to do formula and we're just going to do a bottle. And I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying for myself personally, that was my choice and that was my sacrifice with both of my children. Yeah. I thought it was, I think it was important too. And then there's some people who supplement Mm-hmm. with you know with regular milk right. or whatever and and you know they say that any amount of breast milk is is better than, than never have than nothing right. at all so even if they nurse for one day that's right that's better than never having Absolutely. nursed at all mm-hmm. but it is a tremendous undertaking mm-hmm. and it is a sacrifice but it's a sacrifice for a greater good the health of your child that's right and giving them the best thing that they could possibly have. And so many women do it. But again, it's not a knock to those because some physically can't. Cannot. That's right. So there are people who absolutely cannot do it. And, you know, and, and, but there are also women, when we think about that sacrifice too, there are women who can't nurse, but they'll go and they'll get, what is that called when they get the, when they get milk from other places? Like the, the donated milk, you mean when the, the women pump the breast for them, breast milk for them? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, they, they have that exchange oh, now. They do. I can't, and I, I don't, I I can't, can't think of that term. I can't think yeah. of that term. But I know that there are people who, yes. who get milk from other women. Yep, yep. they sure do. And they're like, I'd rather do that than to, mm-hmm. to do the mm-hmm. formula. Now, I can't, I don't know, for me, I don't know if that I would have been so comfortable with Somebody, Somebody else's, else's milk, <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's no different. But I mean, you know, look, how, how, our uh, our ancestors were wet nurses. Uh, yeah. To to their own oppressors, so yeah, you know whatever. Absolutely. So yeah. So, so I guess it, <laughs> you know, and 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 perhaps psychologically, that's where I am with it mm-hmm. in terms of my 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 apprehension about it but i still think that it's still it's still this thing of of selflessness right because you are still it's like i want what's best and Mm -hmm. so i'm going to do this Mm -hmm. for my child Mm -hmm. even though i can't give this to my child i'm still Mm -hmm. going to figure out how to do what's best for this child but we do we i mean come on we Listen, <laughs> we do so much. We just do so much. And, and Lord knows fathers are so important and we appreciate oh, them and all of that. But we in the houses, we making sacrifices all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, especially the women that work and uh, the women who work and raising yes. their children. Yes. That's hard to have a nine to five. And yes. then you got sisters, you guys, you got mothers, nine to five in school and raising children and don't yep. even add in a relationship or marriage. So you, right. you think of the sacrifice that that one woman is making by doing, playing all those different roles and don't add daughter and sister in there. And it just becomes mm-hmm. this woman who's, who, who you could say makes some great sacrifices. Right. She's like Jesus. She is sacrificing herself. Yep. You know, I, uh, I worked with um, a woman once 
who had one child, she had a daughter. And um, I thought it was so honorable. At the time, I didn't have any children. But she told me, she says, you know, I'm not dating. I, I don't want to date until my daughter is an adult. And that's a sacrifice, you know, not having a relationship Ooh. so that you can make sure that, you know, it doesn't interfere with the time that you have with your child. You know, you're not with the dad, but, you know, it's like, but I'm going to be there as much as I can for you. And I'm not going to bring anybody else in your life right now. So that means it's just me and you. And, you know, people want to have relationships, you know, but that is definitely a sacrifice. And um, she was, she definitely waited until her daughter graduated high school. And uh, that's when she decided she would go out and start dating again. But before that, she was like, nope, it's just me and her. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a sacrifice. That is. Uh, yeah. That she is. was serious about it. She was, she was like, oh, no, 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 no. The guy talked to me. Nah, I told him no. <laughs> told him no. <laughs> I would say that. I can't say that I, I did not uh, have any kind of relationships raising my son after um, my, I split with his father, but I definitely did not necessarily put mm -hmm. it in his face. Right. And so mm -hmm. my son didn't really, my son, when he got a little older, he kind of figured out mm -hmm. hmm, <laughs> and started questioning me uh, like, are you? Like he was ready for truth, huh? Right, there you go. He said, uh, you want a courtship? I said, huh? <laughs> oh, he's too smart. He's too doggone smart. It's, it's pretty obvious, you know, kind of thing. And then I thought that that was really funny. But part of me felt like what I struggled with was because it had been me and my son mm -hmm. bringing someone else into the picture and then disrupting his life. Yep. Because now you have to abide by some other rules. Now I'll tell you something that was really interesting that he and I had a conversation when he was younger and I told him that a man doesn't move into a woman's house mm. that as a man, you take care of the house. And so when he was about 10 years old, <laughs> he told me, I want you to get married again, mommy, because I, you know, I want a daddy. <laughs> and I was, and I feeling all bad, right? He came back, told me, uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what? He said, because you told me that a man don't move into no woman's house and that you have to move with your husband. He said, so... That means if you get married, we got to leave our house and go to his house. And I don't want to do that. But that conversation still in my mind was my getting married or, you know, having that shift. What does that present for my child? Mm -hmm. And mm. so there, there is a level of sacrifice that you make in terms right. of your life when that is. At, at, at issue because I'm, I taught him that. Yeah. <laughs> so now, you know, if the man moves in and he's looking at me like, I thought you said a man don't move into no woman's house. Mm -hmm. You know, so we do, we have, we, we, we think about what we teach our children too. And then it's like, we have to make our word bump. Right. Mm -hmm. 
when we give our word to our children about something, that's still a sacrifice because I have to make my word bond with my child. You cannot lie to them or give them a perception of you that's not okay. And, you know, and then they see what you do, not necessarily what you say. Mm-hmm. And so if you want your children to behave in a certain manner, then what you put in their face has more bearing on them probably than what you say, at least it immediately. You know, they might, as they get older, think about, mm-hmm. okay, well, she mm-hmm. said this and that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, if you're saying one thing and living another way, right. what do we expect That's right. from our children? That's so true. We have to also be mindful of who we put in our children's face. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned where we have to be skillful with, and then for a woman who has children, like you, you want to, you want to be mindful. You just can't have different men in at the house. And so often, so many women sacrifice their children for love, but you're putting your children in harm's way. Yeah. It's, it's it's so many men who are locked up for doing something to some woman's child. And I know yeah. you have first. That's what. Oh my God! Oh my God! It's it's yeah. So. Yeah, working in corrections, I've, I've, I've had conversations with men who've been in court where they've been tried for, for crimes that they have done to some other woman's child, and it's, it's horrible. It's really horrible. We all sacrifice our children for the sake of just being in a relationship with any man. Yeah. And so I'm so glad you mentioned that, and we were, we were discussing that in this topic that you have to be careful with who you bring your children around and don't sacrifice your children for a relationship. You can't because now you will have children that hate mothers. Uh, to to see a young man with I hate my mother on my on, tattooed on his forehead is very impactful because that's mm-hmm. something years ago. Or, this is something for me, my own personal experience. I've never seen nothing like that. So the first time seeing that or hearing that I thought, what has happened to the concept of mother that children feel like they need to hate their mother? Mm-hmm. So what sacrifices are women making nowadays that are different than women of, of old? It's, yeah. it's sad. But we have to, we can improve that. Yes. And that's the thing, is that we can. And, and sometimes it's just a matter of other women helping other women, the whole concept that we talked about with the village already. When when another woman is is lacking or slacking, they're still mothers. <laughs> he said he's the one. Yeah. <laughs> you still you have mothers in the community. Teachers are mothers. Many yeah. of them. Yeah, mm. tell me about it. I taught for almost 15 years. Mm. I had a lot of babies there too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got kids everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> I know, kids right? Everywhere. <laughs> I, yeah. Let me I mean, correct myself. I hate to say children. I hate to say. Let me correct myself. I hate to say kids. I mean children. Sorry. Oh no, we ain't got no baby goats around. Here. <laughs> right, right, right. My husband always correct me on that. <laughs> but yeah, we. How many teachers do you hear talking about their babies? Mm-hmm. My babies. Mm. Oh, my babies are coming back to see me. Mm-hmm. They, there is a partnership there 
And granted, now we know now, let's let's be realistic. Now we know everybody don't have that maternal instinct. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know so I did when I So some of these person. folks in the village can't mother our children. Now we got that part. So we <laughs> they have a different role, sis. Maybe they're just there to protect. <laughs> They're yep. probably a protector. They make sure that nothing harms the baby, but they may not be there to help raise the baby. <laughs> well, they're just nurture, just just a very nurture. There you go. That's right. But but there but there are, and so there's so many different aspects. And so I guess my thing is is that regardless, if we think that a mother is 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 not a great hmm. mother or example, then what is it that we as women can do to support children. We still owe it to these children to mother them. Mm. Properly yes. mother them. And that doesn't mean to go in and tell somebody, your mama ain't <laughs> so and so is your mama crazy. Your mama ain't this, your mama ain't that. You don't do that. <laughs> but you just you look for that lack. No, I would think uh as being in a position to be, you know, in a very humble way, a co-creator with God when we're dealing with giving birth and mothering children, we still have to have that same kind of, have the same kind of compassion and unconditional love that's given to us from the creator too, mm-hmm. you know, and which in turn means we have to give that same respect and being able to see value and whether it's our biological child or not in that biological mother, there's still value in her, you know, whether or not she's totally on point or not with mothering. And that's a judgment call, you know? Yeah. It's a judgment call. It's Except just, for blatant. We right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, some stuff, trust me, the stuff that I see in you know, uh, what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. Right. <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, you know, so that that's something that, you know, we must keep in mind as well uh, in having this position of mother. You know, it's a very honorable position and um, it, it just, it comes with great sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It really does, you know. So, I, you know, I hear people, they want to have children. I'm like, are you ready? You know, do you know what that means? You know? if you're really going to actually raise your children, you know, you, there, there's a lot that goes into that, you know? Mm-hmm. They can get practice by helping to mother some other children <laughs> in the community. <laughs> right. Guess what? Yeah. Y'all ladies, you can test drive motherhood a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come help me with these teenagers God, over here. <laughs> Godmothers get good practice. <laughs> you can, you know, go pick up that niece or nephew. Mm-hmm. Spend That's a little right. time. That's right. Pick up that 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 neighbor's child from school. That's right. We can so we yeah, so I think we can we can get a little we can get a little practice in. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> Definitely agree. Absolutely. But uh I think, though, people, one of the things we have to look at, too, is that the impact of children who are motherless. Mm -hmm. And I think about that song, Sometimes I Feel Like a Motherless Child. 
And what does that feel like? I mean, I think even when you can have a song like that, mm -hmm. it really tells you the important function mm -hmm. of a mother mm -hmm. in the community and the role that she plays and who she really is. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's, I, every, every Mother's Day, I always post this high D mm -hmm. from the Muslim faith, of course, where the man asked Prophet Muhammad, Mm. Who next to God mm. is worthy of my respect? Most worthy. He said, your mother. Mm -hmm. Then who? Your mother. Mm -hmm. Then who? Your mother. <laughs> then who? Then your father. Mm -hmm. Again, no slight to the fathers. <laughs> nah, I, know, I know, right? Talking about roles and right. Yeah. But even from a spiritual standpoint, even from that standpoint, the mother's role is huge. It's invaluable. And she is, she is fundamental. It is, hold on. He had a little car banging outside. I had to put it on mute. <laughs> but yeah, so she, so we just, so we just know that the mother's role is so valuable to the family in general. You know, she makes sacrifices for her husband. She That's makes right. sacrifices for everybody. Right. And the children. Right. And just, it's just so funny because I've been seeing all of these different postings and, I, and, and it, I'm like, why am I seeing all these posts? But then it, I realized, okay, Mother's Day. This, yeah. is, this, is, this is why we're starting to mm -hmm. see all yep, yeah, post out there because somebody put up a post that that a woman is supposed to give her man a plate before the children and people were going off <laughs> and i started laughing at him, but, <laughs> I, but i think that that's a very old school yeah that's old school uh thing and that i grew happened. up that way i grew I, up that way there's something to that though there's a reason for that you know, it's not just. I think that the man is better than the children. There was there was right. some, some something culturally behind that. Well, it was that at the during those times, oh, the man was the provider. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And he worked like sixteen hours a day. Yeah, she wasn't working. She right. was just at home with the children, and so, so she she him. had to make sure that he mm -hmm. was able to get out. And, and, and keep bringing that food in the house. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, so that's why he got the big piece of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it, if you got small children and the woman, they ain't going to eat as much as he's going to eat anyway. So mm -hmm. it's not like he's eating up all the food from them. Right. You know? Oh, no. Right. But that's, but you know, but some, some people feel he like. He paid for it anyway. <laughs> Back in those days, he'd only provided. Right. He paid for it anyway. <laughs> but I guess today, looking at it from this standpoint, today is that 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 everybody in the house is you. Well, the the mother and the father are usually working, and so you know it's like, well, what's the point? And I think you know, just I think it's how you're raised. Yes. And you know, I don't think that it's a matter of feeding the child, the man before the child. I fix everybody's plate. So yep. As I'm fixing plates, you know, you're grabbing, you're grabbing plates. You, you know, you're, you're fixing everybody's but plate. Everybody. Mother. Mm -hmm. See, that's that, that's that whole thing with mother. Mm -hmm. She's not, she's, well, mother and wife. Mm 
So when she's a mother and she's a wife or significant other or however, whatever your situation is, Mm -hmm. she usually will. I mean, she's going to fix everybody's food. She's not going to, I mean, I know for me now, the one thing that I felt like no matter who was at my house visiting or whatever, I was not going to fix a man's plate and then not fix my child's plate to send the message to him that somehow, you know, like that, that, that was, no, you know, yeah, Yeah. I I, I didn't want to do that, but, but it's definitely an old school, uh, um, mentality but i just thought it was interesting when i like i said but when i started seeing those memes i was like uh oh (laughs) (laughs) it's mother's day season it's it's that season (laughs) you know what those are what i call agent provocateurs you got people who are mischief makers and they love to stir up because what was you know yeah they want to have these debates and people going back and forth that's just just another division to divide men and women i think around mother's day you know, so I just think there's, you got people put things out there. It's like throwing a, a rock in the water, just waiting for the wave. They just want to see the rip on the water. So you got those people who put all these crazy memes out or just statements out like that. That was just to create this argument for women to bash men. And then so people can say, see, they always bashing men. And then so women can say, all oh, these men ain't this. So, I mean, you know, you always got, you got to sit back and kind of watch and see what people are saying and what they're trying to achieve. You know, I, I hate that. But I think if if we if people are taught more about traditions, they wouldn't take offense to it because I've heard women speak ill of that. Why would I get his play? First of all, that's an old tradition. So you're really knocking your own tradition. So right. relax a little bit. Yes, times have changed and women work too, but there's also men in the kitchen. So he ain't cooking his plate first because he the one making the meal. He making it for everyone else. So of course times have changed. We just, we got to be careful not to fall into those, those traps. Seems like most chefs are men, but, it, it, but I digress. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I just watched something today and they were talking about that. It's interesting that you would say that. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, so we, um, I'm just, I, but I tell you what, I'm happy to be honored. <laughs> I'm happy to be to be thought of and that there are some people who feel like, you know, these, these days are just meant to make greeting card companies wealthy yeah, and, right. and, and for spending money and all of that. But I love a homemade card. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, I think it's mother's day every day. Yes, absolutely. Because what we do is 24 seven, right. 365. Yeah. From the cradle to a, to the end. Mm-hmm. You never stop mothering. You could be 80 and your child is 50. You still mothering. That's right. Man, you know that's right. And I'm here to say, people say, oh, is the baby sleeping yet? I think at the point (laughs) you have a child, there is no such thing as sleep ever again in your life. Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) Not that that good sleep that we got before we be. (laughs) Teach. Teach. So we sacrifice sleep. Because I got a 10-year-old still knocking on my door in the middle of the night. <laughs> what do you say? Mama. Mama. <laughs> you know, you like, go to bed. Oh, please. What else do we sacrifice? We sacrifice bathroom time. 
Oh, yeah. stop it. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we sacrificed the little goodies that we tried to do, little snacks. Oh my tried. goodness. I promise you, I can't have nothing to myself. Stop, stop. Y'all gonna have me, y'all gonna have me fighting over here. <laughs> what you say, Haki? <laughs> I said, y'all gonna have me fighting over here because I can list the list things. I, can, I don't have a car right now. My daughter's <laughs> using my car. I'm like, who told you to get my keys and act like it's your car? You asked me first. Then I can't have grape juice in the refrigerator because it's always gone. I can't have nothing. <laughs> tell you, boy. And nothing, it just seems like your food just seems to taste better to children. Clearly. They could have the same thing on their plate. Absolutely. They want to eat yours. <sighs> I know we're, 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 make, we're joking, but those are still some sacrifices, man. Like, it is a sacrifice. <laughs> the pri privacy, as you know it, is no more. My son just walked in my door the other day, and it was closed. He knocked and opened the door. No, that, no, 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 no. You wait to be told to come, come in. And we're not talking about a little child anymore. Clearly, mama's door is closed. Doesn't mean a thing in the world. She can't be doing anything in it. <laughs> right. You're just mama. <laughs> oh, you ain't lying there. You right. Mama, you ain't doing nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what could you possibly be doing that does not involve me? Exactly. That's their mindset. You always had me with you. Okay, but it comes a time with. You got to separate from mama and let mama be mama, but they don't understand that. No. Yeah, we, we, you give up, you give up your individuality when you decide to become a mother. Yeah. You are forever. <laughs> oh, and what about this? Hi, hi, miss so-and-so. So, no, or the child, if it, what's your, whatever your child's name is, your child named John. Hi, John's mother. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness. I just did that to somebody last week. I saw her on television. She's an actress and I saw her on, on television and I said, oh, hey, so-and-so's mama. I said, ooh, I didn't even say her name. I said, that's so-and-so's mama. And I know the woman's name. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. We, be, we start getting identified as somebody's mother. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so-and-so's mother. And I told her, I said that, and she says, yeah, that seems to be uh, what's happening to me a lot these days. The, the girl, she's an actress now, too, so, uh, like her mom, so she's, uh, yeah, she's being seen as now the mama. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, but that, yeah. That, that, that's the title, and being a store. And you hear mama, everybody in the, everybody. Oh my God, stop it, yes. <laughs> Every mama turn around. Right. That's right. So we are, it, it is, uh, it is crazy. a job, it is a thankless job. At no time. reward. Yeah. Yep. No reward. I mean, the time. reward, I guess, is, is the. Is but you know what I mean, you don't get no, sometimes you don't get no pat on the back, no acknowledgement. Oh, no. Like when my like I go I can't find my things whether it's makeup jewelry it's something that I can't find. My children just think that I have two daughters, so my daughters just think that oh, mommy's room is shopping. They just come and take my <laughs> beauty my beauty supplies, my beauty products. It don't matter. I can't find nothing, and it's always 
I didn't take it. But then when I go in their room, I find it. And I'm just like, oh, my God. It's like, like, can I have something for myself? Can I even get a thank you, Mom, for always having what I need? <laughs> right. No, I don't get that. It's just re- it's horrible. But I, would, I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. Oh, absolutely no, not. Not at all. Not at all. Absolutely it's not. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a blessing. I'm glad to be counted in that number. Yes. And I am also grateful to all of the other mothers yes. who help and support us all. That we, right. we, you know, we are a support system for one another. And I'm happy when another mother want to pull my child by the coattail. <laughs> And sometimes we have to, and it, isn't it interesting how sometimes you have to have conversations with children to point out to them the beauty of their own mother? Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and, and sometimes they can see it when they're with other children. So if they see another child m- m- behaving in a certain manner, I remember when uh, uh, Tisha's children was here one time and my son was saying something back and her daughter says, you're not listening to your mother. <laughs> no, that's funny. That's funny. But I'm sure she talking back to her mother at home. So. Exactly. But she wanted to let my son know. That's right. Why are you talking to your mother? Like that's your mother. <laughs> Yeah, they all get beside themselves sometimes. It's <laughs> nice to have one of their peers to correct them. Yes, yes. But then I wonder if when they do that, it it reminds them too. Absolutely. Of the behavior that they display with their own mm-hmm. mother. Because now they can see, hmm, this must be what mom was talking about because mm-hmm. I'm seeing this other child Somebody, doing yep, this yep, with yep. their mother. So sometimes even the children have to teach each other. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Any Mother's challenges Day. for the mamas? Yeah, enjoy I do. I challenge you to get some rest and enjoy, and enjoy yourself. <laughs> Take a week off. Oh, good see. Luck. Good luck on that. <laughs> see, see how the family functions if you resting for a week. Man, everything was shut down. <laughs> Yep. They can't find nothing. They can't do nothing. They can't. They look at Anybody you like, well, what I'm going to do? <laughs> Ain't nobody going to eat. Ain't nobody going to be able to wash no clothes. Ain't nobody no. going to be able to do nothing. They can't think. They don't know where anything is. Nothing. <laughs> and they put it there. And they asking me, where is it? Come on now. Okay, so yeah, that's the challenge. <laughs> One of the challenges I would say is, let's, let's look at our mother in a more spiritual way. And yeah. let's not be so as judgmental because right. it's funny. I was having a conversation with my nephew and all he was talking about was well, my mama, this, my mama not doing this. And then I had to show him that you've only been here a short time. Where, where's your wisdom? How can, how much wisdom do you have to be judgmental against your mom? And so it kind of opened his eyes and he was just like, Oh, I never looked at it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your, 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 your parents can only, make decisions based on the, the, the level that they're on um, intellectually or spiritually. So when we, we question often, often the question our parents, our moms and their decision, 
but we don't realize they might have been 19 or 20 when they made that decision. So let's not let's not look at our parents and want to be so judgmental. Let's not look at mom and be, see, mommy, you shouldn't have did this, you shouldn't have did that. You don't know what options your mother had at the time. We need to stop being so judgmental on our parents and, and, and mother in particular. So that's something that I would like to challenge our listening audience. Also, sit down and talk to mom. Understand the decisions that she made in life and how they affected you and just understand your mom and, and who she is and, and what experiences affected her. What has helped her to grow? What, 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 what does she wish she can do over? Mm-hmm. I had a, you know, I, over the, uh, the last five years, I've had some nice conversations with my mother, just asking her questions about why'd you do this and why'd you do that? And it was just so enlightening to say, wow. And then just to hear my mom say, I was this age at that time. And I'm like, oh my God, you were a young girl. You know, but as a child, we look at our parents as always being old. Yes. But we don't realize our, our parents could have made a decision, a life-changing decision at 21 or 24. So let's, let's just be a little more forgiving with our mother. Let's right. be a little more understanding and let's be a little more supportive and a lot more appreciative to say, mama, I love you. Thank you for all the sacrifices, all the decisions that you made, all, all the opportunities that you passed up that you couldn't take because I was in your life. We need to be more like that and be more grateful for our mothers because once they're gone, you can't get no request for no second mother. It don't work that way. Once your mother's gone, she's gone. So appreciate it while she's here and, and use up her time. And that's, a, that's something I'm talking to myself. I need to spend more time with my mom. As she gets older, her, as she always tells me I got more days behind me than I got in front of me. She always say, y'all better use me up while I'm here. So mm-hmm. that's, uh, I'm talking to myself on that one. Let me, let me use my mom up like she requested mm-hmm. and spend more time with her, trying to really speak to her soul because once she's gone, she's gone. Speaking of sacrifice, see what I said? They don't stop raising children, even. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because you just use her up, use more, right? I'm coming in to get more mother, more mothering. That's right. Mm-hmm. More mothering. And, and then you, you, you're looking at them from a different set of eyes when you're older. And you can sit down and have a heart-to-heart conversation with mom and say, man, mom, remember you did this? Why you didn't do that? Like, I went to my mom. I was so upset because she wouldn't let me go to Whitney Young and play basketball. And when I, and as and as an adult, I talked to her about it. And she said you would have had to take two or three buses to get to a school, and it was so far away, and we were so concerned with your safety. And it was something I never understood. I was always upset because my parents would let me go on their basketball scholarship. But looking back, I I was a child thinking that way. But as an adult, I'm saying, man, as much concern I I have over my own daughters, I understand now. So the things that may have bothered you or you didn't understand, it's always good to have a conversation with mama to understand why she made that decision. And it'll help you appreciate your mom more, even even love her a lot more, because you'll be like, man, I got the best mama in the world. See, that's what you end up thinking. That's what you end up saying. I love my mom. (laughs) Oh, I do want to say this. Mama, I love you. I appreciate you, Mom. Because <laughs> we know she's listening, right? Yes, Mama be listening because she be talking about, you cuss too much. <laughs> I said, Mom, what did I say a cuss word? I'm telling you, you they said hell and damn. I said, Mom, hell and damn is not a bad word. Yes, it is. <laughs> I said, yes, ma'am. 
So I can't say hell. When I was little, shut up was a bad word. So I mean, hey. <laughs> you don't so say mama, nothing. Mama, I'm not going to cuss as much. Hold on. Huh? Wait. Because we already <laughs> know mama, everybody. So she. Right. She, she said, y'all stop all that cussing. <laughs> so we can't say, what the hell are they talking about? Because you got the cuss word to mama. Uh-huh. So she gonna be talking. Didn't I tell y'all to stop all that cussing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is funny. Well, yeah. this has been fun. Yeah. We want to thank everyone for joining us for another episode of Conversations with the Royal Empress. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Conversations with the Royal Empress. Tune in next week for another enlightening conversation. For more information on the Royal Empress, please visit the website royalempress.org. You can also follow the Royal Empress on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Conversations with the Royal Empress is a subsidiary of the Royal Empress Organization. All rights reserved.